You're listening to the Tales We Tell, a podcast about spooky stories, unsolved mysteries, and local lore. I'm your host, Hannah Parch. And I'm Katie. Welcome back. Um, how are you doing, Katie? I'm doing really well. Good. Yeah. Good, good, good. Nothing new or exciting going on, unfortunately. <laughs> um, what are we drinking today? Uh, we're keeping it simple. Mm-hmm. Well, at least I am, with just a nice little uh, spiked seltzer. Nice. Um, I'm drinking Apothic White wine. Um, I have like one glass left in my bottle. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, it's a simple day, afternoon. Quarantine supplies are dwindling. They are. Good grief. I hate, I feel guilty every time I um, like make a grocery list, I put wine on it. <laughs> is it necessary? It is. Yes. So, it absolutely is. <laughs> Um, Don't okay. worry, folks. I'm also looking at her like she's a crazy person for questioning that. Oh, okay. I was about to say, my sister called me an alcoholic the other day because she she's doing those Marco Polo videos. It's So it's an app where you just send videos back and forth. It's actually pretty annoying. But it's a way to see her face. It's like talking on the phone, but delayed. Um, and we have like a family one that my parents never use, but my sister was debating whether she wanted to make a second carrot cake because we all made carrot cake for Easter. And, um, so I weighed in on the decision and it was yesterday afternoon and I happened to be having my afternoon wine (laughs) and I was like, um, you could do that or you could just have more wine, you know, drink wine like I'm doing. And then she called me an alcoholic because I've been drinking a lot during quarantine, but we all have. Yeah, and I just want to point out, I'm not working right now. I've been laid off, so I literally sit at home with Kelly all day while Jarek works, and what else am I supposed to do? So, Research and write Research podcasts. and write podcasts and explore different wines. Um, speaking of uh, things to do in quarantine, I wanted to give a quick shout-out, because I got this great book in the mail today... It's called Kill My Darlings, a collection of horror. It's written by Christy Aldridge. It's a collection of short stories that are horror-themed. Um, Christy is actually, um, we know her because of Instagram. So I think her Instagram is Christy underscore Aldridge, and that's with an A. Christy is C-H-R-I-S-T-Y. Um, I also want to point out it's kill comma, my darlings. Yes. So she's commanding us to kill. Yes. You know, we, she's commanding us, her darlings to kill, to not kill. commanding us to kill her darlings. Correct. Um, <laughs> she points that out at the, in the intro. Um, but I've read a couple of, it just came in today and I read, uh, two of the stories and they're very good. And I'm actually hoping that we're going to do some bonus episodes in the future, um, reading a couple of these, um, to Jarek or someone. Um, well, whenever we can leave our houses again, I'm going to come over to yours and steal <laughs> that book. Yes. Um, and I'll be finished with it by then. Cause all I have is time and wine. Um, but it's very good so far. And Christy's a good follow on Instagram. So I'll put a picture of the book up. Maybe if I remember, um, <laughs> sorry, gosh, Katie. I was waiting for a good pause. <laughs> and then I talked over it. <laughs> it's fine. Let's let's definitely cut that, though. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So, this week, we... Um, last week, we had a tell-we-tale 
Very special. Very exciting. <laughs> um, where you talked about another horrific serial killer. So I'm really looking forward to just sitting back and relaxing again. <laughs> you know, I I thought it was going to be exciting for you know how the turntables have turned and mm-hmm. you know my my tell to tail. Yep. Uh, no, that was work. Yep. I didn't sign up for this. And you to get, work. You get to drink more. Yes, now. that's true. <laughs> this is not a drinking podcast. I promise. And I am sorry in advance for how much I laugh. Katie's dad. Apparently, didn't like that. Um, okay, so the uh, theme for this episode is the boogeyman. Ooh. Um, the reason I picked the boogeyman is so number one, we've been talking about serial killers. One of them was called the boogeyman by a child. Um, and I know that there's a boogeyman in like. A bunch of different cultures so I wanted to just kind of look at that overall myth sweet so it's gonna be super fun uh not at all dark <laughs> well at least in this case though we're not talking about actual like specific a, like real world right. people right a literal human being who okay murders and eats children I no. can probably handle discussing this yes. really spooky eerie child eating <laughs> fictional character. Yeah. This one's mostly, I feel like, about, um, like, horrible things that parents tell their children, which I was more amused by than I like to admit. Um, when you read, like, all the different kinds of boogeymen, it's like, what parent would tell their child about this? Uh, who knows? We don't have kids yet, so maybe we will. I guess, I don't know. I've heard kids can be annoying. Huh. Sounds like we'll have a, a nice list to choose from, whichever yeah. story we want to tell. Oh my gosh. All right, start us off. Okay. So, um, there aren't really different, uh, like, variations of the word boogeyman. There's just different spellings. The traditional spelling is with one O, but I reject that because it doesn't make sense phonetically. Um, it's a bogeyman. Yeah. So, there's... Um, Different, uh, you can spell it with an E-Y, with an I-E, with just a Y. Um, there's also a boogie monster. And I read, I also don't believe this, that in the American South, sometimes we call it the booger monster, which I find insulting. So Someone who was raised in the American South, I don't think I've ever heard that one. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> We're experts. Sounds gross. I know. Um, so in general, the boogeyman is a figure that is used to frighten children into good behavior. Um, some variation of a boogeyman can be found in every culture. I said that before. Um, he's used as a warning from authority figures. So not just parents, but anyone in charge. And sometimes the word boogeyman can refer to just general terror or the devil. Um, so... I just want to say I'm now very conscious of making that noise that I just made. <laughs> I was like, do I make the noise? And then I made it. Okay. The word bogey or boogie, they think is derived from Middle English. I'm going to butcher these words, so bear with me. Bog or bug, which means something frightening or scarecrow. No one's ever been scared of a scarecrow before. Not even crows. <laughs> Um, possibly uh, could be derived from a root word meaning goat, 
which I agree with. I think goats are terrifying. They have those rectangular pupils. They're not terrifying, but they can be intimidating. I don't trust them. <laughs> they, their pupils are rectangular. It's fine. I don't trust birds. Right, okay. Good. Fair. All birds? None of them. Really? None of them. Man, you're not going to like my planes for having a peacock in our backyard. I'm not going into your backyard anytime soon. All right. Well, you have to because Olive is Kelly's only friend that I've learned. <laughs> um, the German, some German words that I can't pronounce, Bogue, uh, which is B-O-G-G-E, but the O has an umlaut. Is that the two dots? Yes, I think. So isn't the two dots like a an oo? Okay. So boog. Because the just flat line on top is the say the vowel how it is pronounced, like O. Sure. I did not learn German. I don't know. I'm not a grammar person. <laughs> um, okay, so there's that. And then there's bo- boogle man, which means goblin. There's also something called a bugbear, which is from the word bug meaning goblin and bear meaning bear. And that was a demon in the form of a bear that eats small children, otherwise known as a regular bear that eats small children. I mean, like it's, it's, it seems very unnecessary. Bear. It's a goblin bear. Look how it's it lo- just like a bear. It looks like a regular bear and acts yeah. just like a regular bear. Does it do anything different? No, it's just, it's just a big it bear, eats- but it's a goblin bear. I'm like... It eats small. It eats things smaller than itself, like okay. a bear. Yeah, like a bear. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> um, in Southeast Asia, there were um, Bougainese pirates that uh, plagued early English and Dutch trading ships, and they think that sailors would refer to them as boogeymen, and brought those tales back home. But that's just a rumor. The term boogeyman. I think was used centuries before that. So that's not the origin. It's just a fun story. It is a fun story because what are the pirates called? Bouganese. So when you said the Bouganese pirates, <laughs> uh, I totally imagined a big you know, pirate ship full of men, you know, all scraggly, but dancing around all the time. <laughs> 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 boogie pirates. <laughs> Talking about them being boogeymen. Yeah. Oh, man. Boogie nights on the boogie pirate <laughs> ship with the Bouganese pirates. Oh, goodness. Uh, so that could be one thing. Um, <laughs> Trying to keep the mood light. Yeah. Um, the first reference to a quote-unquote boogeyman was in the 1500s in England, and they were talking about hobgoblins. Do you know what a hobgoblin is? A goblin that hobs? Sure. I don't know what hobbing <laughs> Is it part bear? <laughs> it's a bear. It's a regular bear. <laughs> That's part goblin. It's um, a mischievous spirit. They were once considered helpful spirit. They're like, it's like a sprite, kind of. Or an imp, yeah. Or an imp. Um, they were once considered helpful until the spread of Christianity, and after that they were considered malevolent, which is a common theme, strangely enough. <laughs> And um, some people believed that they were created to torment humans. They usually just play simple pranks. And Katie, you might actually know of a very famous hobgoblin. I don't know. It sounds very poltergeisty to me. <laughs> um, Puck. Let me let me go. Th- oh, never mind. Oh, sorry. 
Um, from Midsummer Night's Dream, Puck, the... Hmm. Isn't he the narrator, or... Yes. Okay, yeah. He's, he's a narrator slash main character. Yeah. So I he's... was about to go through my Rolodex of oh, other mm-hmm. mythical creatures that I do know and yep. see if there were any hobgoblins in there. Nope. I thought... I thought... Um, never mind. I think I thought Puck was a fairy... He's friends with the fairies, and that's why, for some reason, I thought he was a satyr. Oh. But I don't know where I got that from, or if that's even remotely correct. Well, in... I know in mythology, satyrs and fairies are, like, wood and water nymphs or friends. Um, But also, just like in the Humpty Dumpty nursery rhyme, nobody ever said he was an egg, but he's always drawn as an egg. It's less... Uh, gory, I think, to think of an egg breaking into a million pieces. Um, I was going to say in uh, Dead Poet Society, which is my only reference for Midsummer Night's Dream outside of high school a hundred years ago, uh, Neil, I think, Neil, plays Puck and he... No, he's not. Never mind. <laughs> I was going to say, he's dressed like a... No, he's not. All right. I can... Rewind. Rewind. Forget I said that. Okay. Um, <laughs> the most I remember about that play is the play within the play. Mm-hmm. I was in that play. Oh. It was the wall. <laughs> and let me just tell you, I was the crowd favorite. <laughs> the wall. The wall has a speaking part. And when you're just standing there, you can still be acting and reacting even if you're not saying oh things. Oh my goodness. I need to see a home video of that, please. It exists. Okay. Oh, good. We'll get your dad on the phone. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> not supposed to tell people to call our dads. Um, okay. Back to the boogeyman. Um, okay. There's two schools of thought on the boogeyman um, that are very different for some reason. One idea is that there is not an agreed upon set of features by which the boogeyman uh, appears. Which means that he could be anything or anywhere. Which adds to the scary factor. Which is terrifying. And yes, I am going to refer to the boogeyman with he, him pronouns because that makes sense to me. I feel like men are terrifying, usually. Anyways. Also, I'm not going to remember to not do that. So, um, (laughs) I agree that this makes him scarier. It lets your imagination fill in the blanks. My example that I always go to, which is very lame, is from the movie Signs. Have you seen it? Not for a very long time. (sighs) Great. I think it's regarded as a bad movie. Um, It's an M. Night Shyamalan movie about aliens. And here's my theory. In my head, everyone has an idea of what a scary alien looks like, right? Like what a really terrifying thing would be. And for most of the movie... They don't show you what the aliens look like. It's just all of these things that are happening and evidence that they're there. And to me, that's the scariest thing because in my head, I'm like, I'm picturing the scariest thing. They ruin it because at the end, they show you what the aliens look like. But until they do that, like your idea of what's scary might look stupid to me and my idea of what's scary would look stupid to you. So if you just leave it up to our imaginations, Mm -hmm. it's scarier. Um, Okay. So that's one idea is that the boogeyman doesn't have any, doesn't look any certain way and is always around, I guess. Um, the second, uh, school of thought is that there are common features for the boogeyman. They are as follows. <laughs> well, we do like to have the equal representation of both sides of the story. Yeah, yeah. Fair and balanced. 
fair and balanced reporting of the boogeyman. <laughs> um, okay, so some of the features seen in all the boogeymen are claws, talons, and or sharp teeth, um, horned or hooved creatures, which I am not here for anything hooved. Not here for that. Those are ugh, gross. How dare you besmirch little Sebastian and his ilk? All right. I do apologize for that. Anything else with hooves I'm not here for. Like goats, for example, which have both horns and hooves. Um, most boogeymen are considered spirits, um, although few are considered demons or witches. So there's that. Um, there's also three main categories of boogeyman. I'm sorry I'm giving everyone a lot of categories. This one isn't as well... Keeping it organized. Yeah. Again, sorry for my creaking joints. We got rid of the chairs and my knees pop every time I move them. Um, okay. So all of the ideas of boogeyman are to teach children lessons. So the first kind is the kind that punishes misbehaving children. He doesn't harm them. He just like scares them into doing what he wants or what they're supposed to do. The second kind is the kind that does harm children. He steals and eats them um, or some variation of that. And then the third kind I'd never heard of. This is a boogeyman that protects the innocent by punishing guilty parties regardless of age. A Batman of boogeymans, if you will. I like that one. All right. Um, there is there's a source. This is the only place I saw this, but it was interesting, so I included it. It's from a site called ghostlyactivities.com. It has this idea that I've never heard before, that in Western Europe and North America, the boogeyman is loosely based on the story of a corrupted priest who convinced parents to send their misbehaving children to him and then abused said children once in his possession. And when the parents found out what he'd done, they rallied together and killed him through some horrible way of murder. I both like and hate that that, that theory or suggestion. Yeah, it's... I mean, you like that the parents get their revenge... Obviously, he comes back, I guess. I suppose so. (laughs) But I've also never heard that. That sounds like a movie trope to me, so who knows? It also just sounds like somebody who's, you know, mad at religion. Yeah, they're like the pre... Maybe it came out when all of the, um, like, the drama with the Catholic Church and the priests and... I have a feeling it was something older than that, but possibly. I I didn't see any sources for that. Maybe somebody who was abused by a priest decided that that was their idea of the boogeyman. That's true. Um, okay, so other uh, points that this site puts out, which again, I only saw on this site. I didn't see anywhere else. Um, the boogeyman has, uh, or is an entity and, sorry, the boogeyman <laughs> is an entity that feeds on fear and that's why he targets children, because they can be scared easily, which makes sense. Um, he also takes advantage of the fact that parents use fear as a tactic to get children to behave. So don't do that, I guess. Um, he manifests wearing a dark cloak and holding a sack. Sometimes he's known as the Sack Man, which I think is a scarier name for him. Definitely a weirder name. Well, the Sack, I think, is for... I th- I was thinking, when someone says Sack Man... I was thinking, strangers, <laughs> please see, Kenny murders. 
the man that has a sack over his head as a mask, which is scary. Um, but this sack, I think, is for holding children. So it's like a Santa Claus sack. There's a supernatural episode in which there is a like demented Santa and definitely has like children or people in his sack. But also, on that same token, mm-hmm. you know, sure, there might be a sack man, boogeyman guy, but uh-huh. Santa also has a sack. So like That's you're trying true. to both scare kids and uh you know oh, be good or the sack man will get you but oh almost christmas the sack man's gonna come and bring you presents i mean santa also confusing metaphors here that's all sees I'm saying. you when you're sleeping and comes into your house at night so i'm not saying that santa doesn't creep me out <laughs> i also thought of a great follow-up podcast that we need to do called watching the supernatural episodes that correspond to our topics and then talking about those Slash, I'm just going to do that on my own time because, hello, I have lots of free time. Um, Also, I miss that show. I know it's still on, everyone. I stopped watching it, I don't know, around season 110. And then I couldn't remember where I left off. And it was after two of the apocalypse had already happened. And it's just, it's very hard to figure out where you're at in that show. So, I do love it, though. Um, Okay. He has a sack. Um, he can change shape based on what the child is afraid of, like a Bogart from Harry Potter. It just becomes what you're most scared of. Um, if you see his face, it means he's going to take your soul. So don't look at his face. Um, and the best way to teach your children to be, or, or to protect your children, is to teach them to be more independent and to grow in their confidence so they won't be afraid anymore. Or you can just keep the light on because... He needs darkness. So. Just like the tooth fairy in Darkness Falls. Yes. There's a lot of parallels to this one. Um, also, last point, if you take his sack, you can make him do whatever you want. So don't look at his face. Like most men. <laughs> yes. <sighs> I'm just going to leave the awkward silence in there. Um. All right. So that's that stuff. Now I'm going to tell you about the different boogeymen in different cultures. So, are you ready for me to mess up some pronunciations? Always. Always. Okay, great. I have a feeling I won't be able to help out at all on any of these. (laughs) Well, um, good news for everyone is that there's an Italian lullaby that I'm going to recite because it rhymes in Italian, not in English. Um, We're not going to start with that, though. We're going to start in (laughs) Pakistan. Where there is a creature called the Mama, or Mama, spelled M-A-M-M-A. It is a large ape-like creature who lives in the mountains and kidnaps young girls, takes them back to his cave, where he licks their palms and the soles of their feet, which makes them permanently unable to flee. It's a weird King Kong. It is. And the reason I put this one in here is because of that... I don't understand how licking your feet and hands makes it so you can't. Are you, is it kind of like a flypaper that, you know, it makes your hands, your feet sticky and you're just <laughs> stuck there and you can't go anywhere? Or um, Maybe. That would be a, a very interesting cave to happen upon and see people just with their hands stuck to the walls. It's like a super glue prank gone bad. Uh, I have a feeling also that all of these other 
cultures mm-hmm. boogeyman that we're going to hear about, I'm going to want to know more about. So mm-hmm. if you are listening and you are part of that culture and you know this story, please, please yes. reach out and tell us, explain tell a little bit more. more for us. Yes, we do have listeners in... Maybe not in every country that we mention. Um, there is one, though, um, that I did get first, not firsthand accounts. <laughs> uh, someone who saw this boogeyman, um, someone who lives in this country told me about it. So that sort of counts. But if you know more, obviously, mess- just message us. We want to hear from you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, the next one is from Egypt. This is the Abu Rigal Masluka which translates to man with the burnt or skinned leg. Um, this is a story that parents tell their children when they misbehave. They say that he's gonna, let's see, he's a monster that got, I don't know why I'm laughing. It's not a good story. He got burnt when he was a child, presumably on his legs, uh, because he didn't listen to his parents. And now he grabs children who are misbehaving to cook and eat them. Seems like a really twisted way to deal with your problems. It like, does. You messed up, you got burned, and now you're going to punish others the way that... Yeah. Also, my question, rude. it says burnt or skinned. Yeah. What did his parents tell him not to do that he did that resulted in his legs getting flayed? I don't even know. <laughs> well, I, I mean, know. was it an accident? That maybe he, like, fell into a fire and it burned his leg? Or did he do something he wasn't supposed to, and so his parents were like, you know what, I'm just going to go ahead and remove all the skin (laughs) from your leg. (laughs) Seems like a bit of an overreaction. Could have been. I don't know what he did, so maybe I didn't actually read it that way, but yeah, that makes sense. Didn't listen to his parents. They got mad and Mm -hmm. flayed his legs. (sighs) But instead, he's just going to eat children because he's mad. Um, okay. I'm going to go ahead and jump to Italy. That was actually my second one, but I wanted to leave the suspense a little bit. All right. This is the Babau, I think, or the Luomo Nero, the black man. Katie's nodding that I said that correctly. Um, he is a tall man wearing a black coat, a black hood or hat that hides his face. And sometimes parents will knock underneath the table and pretend that it's this monster knocking at the door because their child won't eat their food. <laughs> um, which I kind of want to try <laughs> when I have kids. I'm just going to knock on the... I do like that one. Yeah. Um, and here, I'll tell you the rhyme. Um, first, I'll tell you, he doesn't harm children. He just takes them away to a scary place. And force feeds them their dinner that I guess, they refuse yeah, to eat. Makes them eat their peas. Um, the nursery rhyme. Okay, this is how it goes in Italian to the best of my abilities. It goes, Nina, nana, nina, oh, questo bimbo acilodo, lo daro al umo nero, cielo tiene un anno intero. And this is where everyone applauds me. <laughs> uh, I have no idea if I said that right. I'm very sorry if I butchered your beautiful well, Italian it, language. It rhymed. So. It rhymed. That's what I was going for. Um, what it means is lullaby, lulla, oh, who do I give this child to? I will give him to the boogeyman who's going to keep him for a whole year. <laughs> Which Decidedly less rhymy. Less rhymy, but b- maybe could be cross-stitched and put on a pillow. 
I do enjoy a good um, dark cross-stitching. And as we've said before, I have a lot of time on my hands. And it keeps them for a whole year, huh? Yeah. Puts a good time limit on it. I don't know. I feel like that works out for the parents. A whole year with one less kid. And especially I mean... if they're going through that phase, if they're like four. And I've decided four is the worst age <laughs> for kids. I used to nanny a kid who was four and he was just awful. Um, and they don't listen, don't worry. I really hope uh, he grew out of that. <laughs> I'm sure he did. But I was so scared when my nephews hit four that they were going to be terrible. Neither one of them were, but I've just decided. So if you give your four-year-old away... He comes back like a nice behaved five-year-old or a psychologically damaged. Yeah, whatever. Um, Oh, the other thing I didn't mention is that I couldn't find pictures of a bunch of these. (laughs) So um, the ones I did find pictures of, um, I will point out, which is the next one um, from Indonesia. This is the Wee Wee Gomble. This is a spirit of a woman who found her husband cheating on her. Um, they were, the story I said, I read said that they were married forever and then he stopped loving her because she couldn't have children, which is not a good reason to stop loving your wife. And so he cheated on her and she found out and the woman who couldn't have kids killed her husband in a fit of rage and then killed herself and her spirit became the wee wee gomble. Boogie lady. Boogie lady. But there's a twist. Uh, legend says that she lives in a nest and catches children, but some stories say that she only takes children who have been mistreated by their parents and cares for them like a grandmother until their parents repent of their ways. Oh, so it's that, that third very uncommon category of boogie people. boogie person. Uh, which again is reinforcing my decision to call the boogeyman with male pronouns because the only female one is kind of nice. Um, she, modern representations of her show her as a like haggard woman with long hanging breasts, which I thought was a strange detail to add, but then I looked up pictures and that's like a very prominent feature. It seems like a weird feature to have for someone who's never had children. Yes. Um, and I feel like there was more, I don't remember. I feel like there were more details to this. Um, maybe there was a story where she had a baby and it died, but that could be wrong. That still wouldn't be enough. I don't know. Maybe that's the real reason he decided he stopped loving her. Like for some reason, Mm -hmm. your boobs are all saggy. I know. I'm going to go find someone quickier. Women have a hard enough time. Um, she also sometimes has vampire like fangs. And the picture that I found that I'm going to post shows her with hooves, um, which, I don't know, hooves are scary. Maybe, but if she lives in a nest, I feel like she'd be more (laughs) bird-like. But what about those goats that can climb trees? There's goats that can climb mountains, too, but... With their hooves. Hooves are good for climbing. But if she lives in a nest (laughs) why she not have any bird-like features um i don't know the picture i found also she's got her boobs like slung around her arms um i don't know it was i wish i could show it to you right now without making a ton of noise on the computer but you're just gonna have to wait um she's my last point is that she's used to scare kids from going out at night um so i guess there are two versions one where she like rescues abused children and one where she's just a scary bird-like woman 
snitches. Apparently not bird-like, other than the fact that she lives in a nest. Apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Uh, we're going to Lithuania now. Mm-hmm. I, w- I should have had a map. We could jump around like we did last <laughs> week. <laughs> Except I don't know where any of these countries are. I know where some of them are. That's what Google exists for. I don't know most of them by sight. Uh, Lithuania, there is an evil demonic spirit. This one's also called a Babau, I think. Uh, oh, sorry, it's spelled differently. This one's spelled B-A-U-B-S, so Babas? Baba? I don't speak Lithuanian. Okay. Uh, it's a demonic spirit with long arms, wrinkly fingers, and red eyes. He's known to pull people's hair out or, quote, stifle them. Uh, he's used to scare children into behaving. Uh, also described as a black slash dark creature that lives under the carpet or in dark places in your house. I don't like that he has long arms and wrinkly fingers. I don't like that he stifles people. What does that <laughs> even mean? I feel like it means uh, keeps you from screaming. Maybe, right? Like Maybe. stifling a scream. Maybe stifling a yawn. Maybe. I don't know. I tried to find something else about him, but couldn't find anything. Um, Luxembourg, going there. Uh, I sort of know where that one is. There's. Uh, I'll get you a globe. <laughs> I have a globe. Some... No, I don't. I thought we had one. I'm gonna look in the garage. Uh, there is de Kropman, or the Hookman. Um, uh, let's see. He lives in the, he lives in the sewer, uh, and uses his hook to catch children by the nose if they stand too close to the storm drain. <laughs> and parents will warn their children that Are he kids just hanging around <laughs> hanging around storm drains. I guess like, sticking their nose over and sniffing Listen, around. Like, uh, Georgie did. And he got snatched up by Pennywise, the clown. Also, <laughs> Katie's making faces at me. Um, there's also a sewage situation in my backyard. Not a sewage situation. There's a sewer, like a drain. I don't know what I'm saying. My yard doesn't have sewage in it. There's a sewer thing in my backyard that's got a lid on it. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. All right. Katie's. Just keep making faces at me. Um, all right, South Africa. Uh, this thing is called the uh, Tikoloshe. It is a dwarf-like water sprite, considered mischievous and evil, can make itself invisible by drinking water, often used to scare children, but has been known to cause illness or death. Um, he originated from indigenous folklore to explain why people would die for seemingly no reason while sleeping. Turns out... They were drinking too much water and just turning invisible. <laughs> they just turned and invisible. they weren't dying. They just couldn't find him anymore. <laughs> um, that would actually be a great explanation. Um, they would actually just sleep on the ground around a fire, and they were dying from carbon monoxide poisoning. That's the right one, right? Monoxide? I don't know. Um... I had dioxide, carbon dioxide written down, but that didn't make sense. Um, it just said that the fire would, like, suck the oxygen out of the sleeping space. So they were dying from not enough oxygen. Um, and so they fixed the problem by elevating their beds, but they came up with this legend of the Tikaloshe um, as being the short little creature that randomly killed you while you were sleeping 
unless your bed was up high. So don't sleep on the ground. Also, don't sleep around fire. That's dangerous. And apparently you can die. Um, Okay, we have two more, and then we'll take a quick break. Um, In the Netherlands, this is my one I got some uh, help with because I know one person in the Netherlands. Um, This is called the Witweven, or I think that translates to wise woman or white woman, white women. Oh, another boogie lady. Yeah. Um, These, I think, are also not bad. Um, They are spirits of wise women who were herbalists or medicine healers. They were so highly regarded that when they died, ceremonies were held at their graves to honor them. The, so their spirits remained on earth and they either helped or hindered people. Not sure which. I think this is another one that after Christianity started spreading, they became more like witch-like. Um, so my source, uh, which is our friend Egbert, he said that they appear in mists over swamps and as little balls of light that, <laughs> this is, these are his words, that guide you to your end. So I don't know if that means they guide you to your death or help guide you to where you're trying to go. Guide you to the afterlife. Or that. <laughs> uh, Sounds very siren-esque. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, and the picture of them is very, like, wispy and, like, very kind of, like, woman of the water hmm. vibey. Um, all right. The last one I have is from the good old American South, where we're from. The Booger Man? The Booger Man! Um, so Katie, since you're also from the South, I wanted to know if you had heard of our boogeyman. I had not. Um, down here, apparently we have either bloody bones or raw head. Oh my. (laughs) Uh, no, no, neither of those (laughs) ring a bell to me in the slightest. Those sound like nicknames people would have down here. They do. (laughs) Um, I don't know why, but raw head makes me think of a fish head. It does, and I, th- I think I was thinking of like a raw bar, like a raw oyster bar, and that's why I thought of seafood. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes these are considered two different spirits. Sometimes they're the same. Um, raw head is a skull that bites people, <laughs> just a disembodied skull. <laughs> going around munching on people. Doesn't mention how he moves around. Um, so I'm literally imagining that door opening and just like a skull rolling in <laughs> and trying to bite. Not very intimidating. And He's a little ankle biter. <laughs> um, bloody Bones is the headless skeleton. I guess that the skull belongs to. So, I guess every now and then they get in a disagreement with the other and... Need a little bit of a break? Yeah, I don't know why the legend wouldn't just be of a skeleton, a full skeleton walking around. Uh, it seems like that would do more harm than separate pieces. And is the skull, when even when it's raw head, is mm-hmm. it bloody as well? Or is it, it just a skull? And I also, that it just said a skull. Bloody bones. I mean, bones don't bleed. Blo- bones don't bleed. Bones don't bleed. Um, that's true. I don't know if it was supposed to be like a... Like, uh, um, you know, like the bodies exhibit the, mm-hmm. the ones that are just like muscles. Um, I don't know if it was supposed to be that, that I think would be more scary if you can, if you saw like a skinless body coming at you. Absolutely. Um, I don't know. I saw there was one legend that a man lost his head to one of them for gossiping, but 
I've never heard that before. Oh no, and now we're gossiping about Now we're gossiping him. about them. <laughs> if we don't come back next week, you know Bloody Bones got us. Or Rawhead. Or Rawhead. Um, <laughs> um, okay, so that's all the boogeymen, uh, boogie people. Um, and we'll take a quick sponsor break, and then we'll be back. I don't know about you, but I've been pretty stressed out lately, and one thing that always helps me unwind is puzzles. Thanks to Hunt a Killer, I'm working through one of the most fun and interactive puzzles ever. If you're listening to this podcast, you're also a glutton for true crime and all things spooky. And let me tell you, trying to solve a murder from the 1920s right from my living room has all the eerie, spooky, true crime I need. It's not just about solving clues and fitting pieces together. It's a whole story and world you're pulled into that I keep finding myself daydreaming about in between boxes. Safe to say, I've been fully sucked into the Cadence Theater and all the drama both on and off stage. Part of the proceeds for every box goes to the Cold Case Foundation, an organization that is dedicated to helping with real-life cold cases. Perhaps they'll take up the Kitty murders one day soon. Right now, just for our listeners, you can go to huntakiller.com and use the code TAILS for 20% off your first box. Again, that code is TAILS, T-A-L-E-S, and get 20% discount and show your love and support for our podcast. Okay, so I've got two as a little treat. Um, I have two stories from a site called Mysterious Universe. Wait, no, they're not both from there. Sorry. Uh, I have two sites that I found, or two stories that I found. You want to you wanna try again? <laughs> Run it back, start okay. over. So I have two stories for you of boogeyman encounters that may or may not be true. Ooh. I'll let you decide. Um, the first one comes from a site called MysteriousUniverse.org. Obviously, everything's in the show notes. Um, And this is from, let's see, they cite this as coming from another site called True Ghost Tales. I couldn't find that site. I think it's like not running anymore, but they've recorded it for posterity. Uh, And this is from a user named Charmaine. And I'm just going to read word for word what was written um, so you get a better context. Okay. Uh, So Charmaine says this happened when she was just seven years old. She claims that she began seeing a dwarf-like creature that she says had sharp yellowish teeth, red eyes, and its fingers looked like they were sharpened. This little beast would often appear lurking in the shadows just to stare at her, often right in her own room, and sometimes it would smile, quote, the evilest smile I've ever seen. She says, I tried to ignore it, but it wouldn't go away. I was so scared to go to bed at night. It would appear each night when the lights were turned off and my parents were sleeping. They never believed me when I told them about the thing. And after a few months, I ignored it and it didn't like that. It started to scratch the underside of my bed. I still ignored it. I just want to go ahead and say, if you cram underneath your bed full of junk, uh, you won't have this problem. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so she's Charmaine still ignoring it. She says, one night it jumped on my bed and scratched me. I screamed. My parents came in and told me that I had had a bad dream. The next morning, there were scratches on my arm. No, thank you. 
This continued for over six years. So she's seven, and it's going on until she is 13, right? Wow, that's math. Uh, So when she's 13, she said, I got fed up with it one night, and I looked it in the eyes and told it to go away, and it did. It took you six years (laughs) to try that? Like, that's the most weak sauce kind of defense. I feel like you'd try that on day one. Yeah, try that the first, try everything the first day. And Instead then... of getting scratched up all night. <laughs> Lord. Yeah. Or get like a priest in there or something. Find an excuse. I don't know. Um, do some sage burning. Uh, okay. Again, that comes after go away. Go away. Um, okay. She says, I never saw it again, but I felt its presence one more time. I was 16 at the time. So this is, it went away for three years and then came back. She says, I was visiting my friend and it was late. So I decided to sleep there. We were sharing a bed and it was me, her, and her boyfriend. I think that is a weird setup, by the way. A little little creepy. Um, I woke up because her boyfriend was freaking out saying that the boogeyman was here. I sat up and I could feel the thing, but I didn't see it. I ran to put the lights on and when we looked at her boyfriend's arm, there were scratches on it. He told me what he saw. He described exactly the same thing that I saw years ago. I went cold and the fear came back. I told him that I had faced my fears and told it to go away, and it did. This thing lives on fear. You know what that reminds me of? (laughs) What? Tell me. When you were younger and going to slumber parties, did you ever play cat scratches? No. What is that? It's kind of like a light as a feather, stiff as a board game. Oh, okay. So you lay on your back, Mm -hmm. and you've got your head in someone's lap, and they, you know, massage your temples as they tell you this story Mm -hmm. about you going into a room, and there's cats everywhere. Mm -hmm. And, you know... That sounds like a nice story. It starts out nice and relaxing, (laughs) and then it takes a turn for the not-so-nice. okay. Um, So, at one point in the story, the cats start scratching you, Mm -hmm. and uh, all your friends that are sitting along either side of you Mm -hmm. are, like, lightly scratching the sides of your arms. Again, it sounds nice and pleasant. sounds fine. But then, like, right at the end, they go, and flip! And you're supposed to flip over onto your stomach, and Mm -hmm. they pull your shirt up and look at all the scratch marks (gasps) on your back. Like, supposedly through, like, that power of suggestion thing, you know? Really, I think it was just the wrinkles that you, from your t-shirt that you were laying on. Oh, that does actually make sense. <laughs> but the whole waking up with scratches, that's what Ooh, I think of. That's terrifying. <laughs> I think it's funny that the boyfriend, I'm assuming who is like a 16-year-old boy, mm-hmm. um, saw the, let's see, dwarf-like creature with yellow teeth and red eyes and said, it's the boogeyman. I would say there's a weird gremlin in your room, not yeah. it's the boogeyman. Maybe he was from... Uh, then again, I, I, I was just never afraid of the boogeyman when I was a kid. I, I guess my parents used other scare tactics. <laughs> Your parents, you had good parents who didn't terrify you. I'm going to say the boyfriend is from South Africa and thought he was seeing the Ticoloche. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I would think that uh, if I saw like a dark, like man-like figure, that's what I think of this, the boogeyman. There's a movie, I tried to look it up, um, not a good movie. There's a movie called Boogeyman um, that Google thought I was asking about every time I Googled this. (laughs) And um, I wanted to watch it just to say that I had, but it's not available on streaming. And I'm not trying to pay for stuff right now. So, 
Um, all right. So the second story is from Reddit and it is from an unknown user. This also came from that site, mysteriousuniverse.org. Um, okay. So we don't know who it is. I think it's, I'm not going to say, um, okay. (laughs) Uh, it starts like this one early evening when I came home from the house, sorry, let me start over one early evening when I came home. The house was still dark. I called out mom and I heard her sing song voice say yes from upstairs. I called her again as I climbed the stairs to see which room she was in and again got the same yes reply. We were decorating at the time and I didn't know my way around the maze of rooms, but she was in one of the far ones right down the hall. I felt uneasy, but I figured that was only natural. So I rushed towards I rushed forward to see my mom, knowing that her presence would calm my fears as a mother's presence always does. They did just move into a new house. I forgot to say that part. Which is how every horror movie starts, so you should have known that. Just as I reached for the handle of the door to let myself into the room, I heard the front door downstairs open and my mother call, Sweetie, are you home? in a cheery voice. I jumped back, startled, and ran down the stairs to her, but as I glanced back from the top of the stairs, the door to the room slowly opened a crack. For a brief moment, I saw something strange in there, and I don't know what it was, but it was staring at me. Time to move back out. Yes, exactly. Go ahead and leave, and just save yourself a bad horror movie plot. Um, Yeah, I really hate things that can imitate, like... Human and familiar voices. Yep. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Because that's what I always feel like every now and then. I know we've talked about how Jarek has a ghost that follows him around. Um, But, like, every now and then, like, if we're going to sleep, he'll he'll say, like, what? What did you say? And I'll be like, stop it. I didn't say anything. Like, I'm sleeping. Um, Or maybe you're talking in your sleep. I'm not. I mean, I do, but I wasn't. I was like, I don't know. And then in college, my only... Uh, spooky experience uh, involved me and my roommate falling asleep and it was like after we had both said our last thing and then we're like alright we're gonna go to sleep and like a minute later we both heard I heard what I thought was my roommate say Christina and I didn't say anything because I was like I'm going to sleep and then the next day we both asked each other about it because I thought it was her and she thought it was me <sighs> it's a whole thing I don't like it <laughs> Okay. (laughs) To end on a happy note, you know how I like to do that. Oh, you're lying. (laughs) Um, We're going to talk about real life boogeymen in case... uh, In case the last two episodes weren't enough. (laughs) And in case, you know, all of the theoretical boogeymen didn't scare you enough. Um, Okay. It's the real world boogeymen (laughs) that scare me more than the ticoloche. I like to make sure everyone is uh, frightened when they turn this off. Mm Mm-hmm. Also, good job pronouncing Ticoloche because I've had to look back at it every time I've said it. Um, okay, first real life boogeyman, Albert Fish. We already talked about him. Uh, go back and listen to a previous episode on him and you will find out why he's the worst. Um, there are, if you didn't listen to that episode because of the trigger warnings though, don't go back and listen to it. <laughs> There's a lot of really bad stuff in it and I still don't want you to hear it. Um, okay, the second one is a guy named Edward Paisnell. Um, he was a serial rapist between 1960 and 1971. 
he was known as the Beast of Jersey. Um, Wasn't he a character on the Jersey Shore? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, the Beast, for sure. Um, Also, this is the island of Jersey, not New Jersey. Oh, yeah. And that, if you don't know where that is, because I didn't, is part of the Channel Islands between England and France. Um, Also, I realized when I was researching this, I kept thinking of... I kept thinking I've heard the term Beast of Jersey. What I think I had thought of was the Jersey Devil, which is a cryptid in New Jersey that's not this guy at all. Um, Because this one is real. This one's real. This is a person also. (laughs) The uh, Jersey Devil is an animal or something. Um, He would sneak into homes at night, kidnap children from their rooms, and lead them away with a rope to assault them. And the most horrifying thing about him, I will have a picture of him, uh, is that sometimes he would wear a rubber mask, a wig, and a homemade nail-studded bracelet. And the mask situation is real, um, uh, real awful and not a good... It just kind of looks like a melted face. It kind of... You know, yeah. when you first started talking about, you know, stealing children, leading them away, mm-hmm. I was still in the mindset of the fictional boogeyman. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, oh man, good thing this guy's not real oh. because, oh, mm. never mind. Yeah, he's real. Whoops. Real awful. Real awful. I think he's dead. I don't remember. Uh, I stopped looking into him after a little bit. Um, they caught him, though, and he didn't kill anyone, as far as I know. I think he just raped children, which is so much better. Um, okay, and then the last one... I feel like after that joke, we should clarify that it was, <laughs> that was not at all serious. sarcasm. I'm very sorry. Um, I've been doing a lot of nervous laughter on this. Um, the last one is Peter Nyers, or Nears, N-I-E-R-S. He was a serial killer in the 16th century in Germany. He confessed to killing uh, 544 people. Seems a bit ambitious. A little bit, uh, including 24 pregnant women. Uh, those, for the pregnant women, he killed just for their babies. So he would kill them and steal the babies from them. Um, I don't even want to know the purpose. <laughs> oh, I'm going to tell you. Uh, he was said to use <laughs> black magic, engaging cannibalism, and able to transform into a cat, a dog, or a goat. I don't know why he would need to do any of those things. Um, the babies were used for black magic rituals. Uh, and he was executed in 1581 by various means of medieval torture, which could be its own article because they listed in detail what they did to him. I didn't feel like listing it here because it's really bad. Um, I mean, he deserved it for sure, but... Oh, for sure. Especially know. if you kill 500 yeah. some odd people. Medieval torture maybe could be a whole episode. Yeah. Um, anyways, that's all I have on the movie, man. Uh, there's real people who are awful, and then there's, uh, kindly, uh, bird-like, hoofed, uh, grandmother woman who will maybe rescue you from a bad situation. So... Maybe. Uh, yeah, that's what we have. Or eat you. Or eat you, depending on which ones you believe in. Um, yeah, if you, uh, if we didn't mention a boogeyman that you know of, let us know. 
Um, you can email us at the tales we tell podcast at gmail.com. I don't think we plug that one enough. We have an email. Email us, please. Yeah. Um, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Both of those are the Tales We Tell podcast. And then Twitter, we're at Tales We Tell pod. Um, I think that's it. We want, we love to hear from people. So please. Tell us your boogeyman stories. Yeah, tell us your stories. I didn't grow up with one. I didn't either. So. Tell us if your parents were great or, or wanted to scare you. Um, yeah. Uh, thank you always to John Brown for doing our music. Susan Jennings for doing our logo and Bryn at Corpse Pixie for doing our cartoons. Um, I don't know if I ever plug Susan's Instagram. It's Susan Jennings designs. Um, she's there for all of your graphic design needs. Um, shop local right now. If you can, if you have friends who are artists, support them. Um, we know a lot of people are out of work. Um, a lot of people who do like work from home, uh, who can't file for unemployment and can't do their jobs right now, like salon workers and, uh, bartenders. Um, yeah, just shop local if you can. Everyone stay safe and wash your hands and be nice to each other. Um, I think that's it. Do you have anything else to say? All right, cool. We'll see you guys next week.